0: Hello everyone and welcome to Gamecock Unlocked, a new Gamecock podcast featuring all news, notes, discussion about your South Carolina Gamecocks. I am your host, Tim Waters. Some of you will know me as Cutter, who used to do the Twitch streams on the Spurs Up show, uh, NCAA 14 streams. And I decided that I wanted to do my own thing, do my own podcast and give my thoughts about South Carolina athletics. And so here we are. So I wanted to spend a minute, few moments to kind of break down the format. This starting out, I want to try to do a few podcasts a week, one to release the first of the week and then one in the middle of the week and one at the end of the week. I hate that this gets started, you know, at the end of football season and South Carolina just finished up the game with Georgia. And now we only have one to go, but there's a coaching search coming men's and women's basketball, just getting heated up, just getting started. So there's, there's plenty to get to with that. So I want to try to do three podcasts a week. Uh, I want to eventually get to some interviews and some listener questions, some listener voicemails, Uh, we'll get to that as the show grows. Hopefully it grows into something and I can incorporate more stuff like that. Obviously take a lot of stuff from feedback. That's kind of my main thing is kind of trial and error, figure out what works for me. But for now, I'm thinking two to three podcasts a week. So that's kind of my thing. Uh, if you followed me on Twitter, uh, or watched the old NCAA streams, I, uh, I love, I love Carolina football, talk it all day. It hasn't been a great season. I don't think anybody's going to tell you that. We already know the result of what happened with Will Muschamp and the opt-outs, the, the injuries, the whole deal. And South Carolina just finished up a game with the Georgia Bulldogs at Williams-Brice Stadium. And Georgia wins 45-16 in a game that ultimately wasn't even close. Uh, South Carolina made it 21-10 at one point, but you never felt like South Carolina threatened. We were undermanned. It was blatantly obvious that we were undermanned and couldn't stop to run. I mean, at, at the end of the day, Georgia averaged seven, I think it a little over seven yards a carry and just just couldn't get anything going uh, defensively. We had a few stops, but and we had the one interception but right before the half, but just... You know hats off to the guys though uh, you're you're under man you got 20 plus players that have been injured that have opt out you uh, playing Georgia at full strengths a, a tall task and you you're doing this with both hands tied behind your back basically you're starting a fruit true freshman in luke doty making his his first career start i thought he played pretty well was he perfect? No. Uh, I don't think he got a ton of help, especially from the offensive line. It seemed like there were countless times there was a free rusher. Uh, Doty would have like one second to make a decision. I, I thought the play calling was fine for the most part. There was some nice nice things sprinkled in. Uh, you had the flea flicker toss back to Doty that hit Muse. Um, you had that delayed draw to, to uh, Zaquandre White. I thought the play calling was there. Uh, we went for it on a few fourth downs. Love the aggressiveness, uh, but uh, uh, at the end of the day, Luke Doty finished eighteen of twenty-two for one hundred and ninety yards, a touchdown, and a pick. The pick was—it's uh, what you expect from a true freshman quarterback. It, it uh, the, the Georgia defensive back read his eyes, read to play beautifully. It's it settled down, I think, on Jalen Brooks, and and Doty was trying to hit. I believe it was uh, Kenyon. <clears throat> a little bit further down in the DB Red low, uh, Doty's eyes and backed up on it and picked it off. Man, a nice play, and a nice return. I mean, it, it's it's a freshman it's a freshman mistake. Uh, Kevin Harris. It doesn't show it in the stat line. He didn't have a whole lot of holes to run through. But Kevin Harris doing Kevin Harris things. He only ended up with 53 yards on 17 carries. Did have the touchdown. He pounded in. But Kevin Harris ran hard. I mean, it it was obvious. He finished with 53 yards rushing. He added four catches for 30 yards. Uh, Ironically, didn't play in the second half, uh, much in the second half. I'm assuming they wanted to get Rashad Amos and Zaquandre Wright some touches, which they did. Uh, But, you know, it it was going to be tough for Kevin Harris to find any wiggle room and any real, you know, consistency there just the offensive line was was outmatched uh, that's there's no easy way to say it the offensive line was overwhelmed at times they just there were no holes you could tell south carolina didn't want to run right at georgia you couldn't there was nothing up the middle they tried to go wide on some power plays and some counters and stuff and and yeah A lot of the stuff that Kevin Harris did, he did it on his own. Uh, Rashad Amos finished with six carries for 39 yards. Most of that was on a 34-yard run when South Carolina was trapped at the goal line. Really nice run. Uh, Showed a little bit of speed. You know, he's a little smaller back, uh, not really going to run up the middle. But like I said earlier, South Carolina really didn't try to run up the middle. Uh, Amos is the type you get on the edge and, and... he got outside on the one thirty-four yard run when South Carolina was backed up. Zaquandre White only finished, only had six yards on five carries, so really tough to get anything going. Doty finished with a net of negative fifteen yards, just because of the sacks. I mean, there was just it was brutal. Um, do want to give a shout out to Nick Muse? Quietly had a, himself a ball game. Eight catches, 131 yards, and his first career touchdown. He caught kind of in mop-up time, but him and Luke Doty connect. Their first touchdowns as Cox. Hats off to Nick Muse. 131 yards. Really impressive. Had a really good game. Other than that, uh, Jalen Brooks is the only receiver that caught multiple passes. Uh, Kevin Harris, I said, had to four catches. Jalen Brooks had three for 14, caught a lot of short stuff. Josh Fan and Jerry Carey Caldwell each had a catch. That was it. That was it for the receivers. Uh, A lot of stuff they threw was just mostly quick screens, little little short things. They did try the one that I talked about on the flea flicker to Muse down the field. Uh, They did throw a few over the middle down the field later uh, when the game was already, you know, not in doubt anymore, but uh, they did not attack vertically with the wide receivers. And look, you don't have shy Smith. You don't have Xavier. Get Dak Joyner has been banged up. <laughs> you just don't have anybody that can challenge and, and stretch the field vertically. And that's just where the South Carolina offense is at. Um, you know, defensively, like I said, uh, really couldn't stop the run. <clears throat> Georgia finished with, 332 yards on the ground on 46 carries, 7.2 yards a carry. James Cook had six carries for 104 yards. Just, wow. Unbelievable. Uh, Jamie Robinson had the pick right before the half on the tip pass. Uh, I think Parker went one for two on his field goals and had an extra point blocked. Uh, Just... And you had the one punt, you had the one punt return. I think he was fifty something yards. He ran fifty-two yards. He ran back. Just not a good night. Uh, you know, Georgia opens the game. They go right down the field and score. Uh, and then South Carolina comes out immediately, goes three and out. Georgia goes right back down the field and scores. You're Already down fourteen, nothing. Few minutes into the game, you go three and out again. Georgia goes right back down the field and scores twenty one nothing. You know, like I said, we cut it twenty one to ten. Defense actually got to stop. Then you gave up the long run by James Cook to go up twenty eight ten, and then Georgia just pounded away in the third and fourth quarter. Just no real threat to stop the run and. <clears throat> There's just nothing you can do when that happens. JT Daniels didn't really have a fabulous game. 10 of 16, 139 yards, two touchdowns, and the pick that I mentioned. I mean, Georgia, they're tied in. Uh, McKitty had the touchdown early, caught the one big one over the middle on that fake toss. They faked the, to- the pitch, and then he uh, – threw it over the middle, wide open, tight end. Uh, I think it was for 40-something yards. And other than that, I mean, Georgia's receivers don't really scare you, and that's even with South Carolina without J.C. Horn and Israel McQuamo. You know, the, Georgia just never really threatens you with their receiving core. It, it it hinges on the running game, and that's what South Carolina can't stop. So where do you go from here? You know, South Carolina's 2-7. and seven. Um. You know, like I said, hats off to the guys. They didn't quit. You're under, man. You only had 50-something player, scholarship players playing. Uh, you were decimated on the defensive front. You know, no Jordan Burch, no J.J. In- In- Agbare, uh, no Sterling, no Brad Johnson. Jabari Ellis shockingly played and then got hurt. Uh, so, I mean, you're, you're, you're down a bunch of guys and... You're seeing Mokaba play at linebacker. I already said, you know, no J.C. Horn and Mukwamu. So you got Cam Smith, Johnny Dixon, you know, Jalen Dickerson's playing a secondary. Jalen Foster's been playing. Uh, Shiloh Sanders played a good bit. Uh, Rodriguez Fenton's playing. You know, you had a lot of guys. Uh, that haven't played a lot, uh, and they're being called upon now to play. Uh, you saw Jerry Carey Caldwell at receiver. Uh, Rashad Amos saw his most extensive action. They, I thought Zaquandre White was moved to corner. He played at running back tonight. Had a beast hurdle, but you know, kind of got dropped right after that. But, you know, you, you had a lot of guys that that played, and hats off to them. You know, the, the guys never quit. There was never a moment you felt like that. They're just... They're outmanned. They're overmatched. It, it's it just it is what it is. And you know I thought Bobo Mike Bobo called a pretty good game on offense. It's just you don't have any receivers that can stretch the field vertically. He can't run up the middle. Uh, it seemed like every time Doty dropped back to pass, there was a free rusher in his face. And what do you do? Like <laughs> you're limited in what you can call. But it. It's just sad. It, this really wasn't the ideal first start for Doty. I mean that in terms of him starting against the ninth ranked team. And you also knew Georgia was kind of come into this game hungry after what happened last year. You knew they weren't going to let their guard down and they were going to come with purpose and, and try to pound that running game. And they did. <clears throat> but, you know. Now you play Kentucky next week. The time hasn't been decided, at least as of this podcast. I'm assuming it'll be decided probably Monday of uh, this coming week. Uh, You know, Kentucky just came off a loss to Florida. I watched most of the game. They looked good in the first, second quarter until they gave up the punt return. And then Florida kind of turned it on in the second half. Uh, Kyle Trask, I think, uh, threw, what, three touchdown passes. They ended up winning 34-10. So it's pretty convincingly, you know, Kentucky comes in here three and six. So they're three and six. We're two and seven. You're kind of fighting for next to last place above Vandy, who undoubtedly will go winless. Uh, I personally don't like the matchup. You know, South Carolina already is undermanned. We'll talk more about that in the week. But, you know, we're... Where do you go from here? Kentucky has been less than ideal. They've lost a couple of close games, some really dumb games, especially to Auburn, to Ole Miss. But I mean, Kentucky's still Kentucky in terms of they have a decent offensive line. They got a stable of backs. They got a running quarterback that always gives South Carolina fits. I mean, we'll we'll I'll break the game down later next week, but. As of now, I just I, I, I want to see Luke Doty just progress. I want to see him play this that Kentucky defense. I, I, in an ideal world, I want Shai Smith back. I want Xavier Leggett back. I want all these weapons back to see what Luke Doty can do with a full complement of weapons. But it's very unlikely it's going to be that way. Uh, but I want to see progression. Luke Doty in his first start on the road. Want to see what Kay Harris can he get that thousand yard mark. Hopefully, these receivers can step up. We need Josh Fan, Jalen Brooks, Jerry Carey Caldwell. Where's Rico Powers? You know, uh, some of these guys got to step up uh, when called upon. Can the defense adjust? But like I said, we'll talk about that. Um, Middle of next week, we'll, we'll do a full breakdown uh, of the Cats and Gamecocks next week uh, once we get a time and time slot down. So today was a full day of Gamecock sports. The football team obviously was the big event at night, but we also had the men's basketball's first game since their exhibition game was canceled due to covid <clears throat> they played in the Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City against Liberty, who was one and one entering the game. And yes, there was there was some good. Uh, I want to say there was some expectation for Frank Martin's team this year. He had said that he felt that this is he's got a really good talented team. You had AJ Lawson coming back. He had Keyshawn Bryant. you had Justin Mania. You know, finally healthy you got seventh woods, you know, you're bringing back a lot of these guys, McCreary, Levesque, Hannibal, TJ Moss, uh, Kuznard. Uh, you're bringing back a lot of these guys. If anything, the guard play should, should be really good. Uh, you know, I I was a little concerned about the inside game with, with, with Frank, You, you know, what, what, what could they do? And, yeah, they took on Liberty, and Liberty jumped on South Carolina early and just really never looked back. South Carolina ended up losing, ends up losing to Liberty 78-62. to uh, This game wasn't even close in the second half. Liberty was up by 17 at halftime. It was 43-26. Uh, They stretched it to 20 at one point. South Carolina, I think, cut into it to like 15, and then Liberty would stretch it back to 20. You just never felt like South Carolina was was really threatening in this game, especially towards the end of the first half. Uh, South Carolina's had careless turnovers, careless with the ball. You could tell we we hadn't played. I just feel like that isn't a viable excuse when you have A.J. Lawson, you you have – Keyshawn Bryant, you have Justin Mania. These guys have been in the program multiple years. You know, th- this is their third, and I think Mania. this is his fourth year with the team. And, and you know, first game or not, you, you expect them to come out and play, right? Come out and play well. <clears throat> but, I mean, we didn't look like we had any rhythm on offense. We didn't know what we were doing. But also, we got ripped on defense. Liberty hit 11, they hit 11 of 26 from three, but it just felt like they had guys wide open time and time and time again. And it was just super frustrating. It seemed like every time we start to get a little run going, Liberty would hit a three. Somebody would just be wide open. There'd be a loose ball, ball be kicked out, and somebody would be wide open for an easy three. And it just wasn't Frank Martin defense. Which we're accustomed to, and and I know everybody's thinking. I know I was thinking. It's like here's another non-con game that South Carolina loses early, and and that this will hurt them, you know, later. Look, I mean, this isn't this isn't Wyoming, this isn't Boston U. You know, Liberty's a good team. They won 30 games last year. This is a good basketball team. But as I said when I first talked about the game, South Carolina never really threatened. I think that's the thing that bothers me is that South Carolina just felt like was never in this game. It's it's one thing if they went toe-to-toe with them, you know, had a couple shots not go there, not fall for you, and Liberty just hits lights out, and, you you know, you barely lose. But South Carolina looked outclassed. There's talent on this team. It's just like, where is it? You know, the, the shooting's just too streaky. You have no inside game. I just looking at the stats in front of me and it's pretty brutal. You go three of 17 from three, you know, 17%, 17 17.6%. You shoot 39% from the field, 23 of 59 versus Liberty that shot 27 of 48, 56%. And as I said, they hit 11 threes. You cannot win this way. You know, at the end of the day, you out-rebound them. You out-rebound them 33 to 27, but and turnover, turnovers were pretty even, 14 to 13. Liberty had one extra one than we did. Uh, you know, fouls, I think Levesque was the only one that was really in foul trouble, but go down this stat sheet. A.J. Lawson, 12 points, shot five of 11 from the field. Okay, paid 21 minutes. Kuznar 10 points, went 4-13 from the field. That's that's the big thing. 0 for 3 from 3. He played 26 minutes. That, and, and that's the big thing is you, you need Kuznar. Kuznar's got to be in that 15 to 18 point range. Uh just not a good ideal day. He goes 4 13. Uh Key Bryant, 10 points, 30 minutes. Played more of those three guys and he had 10 points. Went 0 for 2 from 3, 3 for 8 from the floor. Did have seven rebounds, but he had three turnovers. And and that's what hurts you. Frank, who I said uh was inside, was a starter, uh only had four points. Mania starter had two points, went over three from three. Matter of fact, the only starter to hit a three was loss and he hit two. Uh, I <laughs> It's just not a lot here. You know, Seventh Woods played pretty well, had eight points, 17 minutes, uh, went four for seven from the floor. I like some of the things I saw from Seventh Woods. You know, T.J. Moss played 21 minutes off the bench, gave you three points. Uh, Trey Hannibal uh, went one for three from the floor, uh, had three points, 11 minutes. Levesque had six points. He played 18 minutes, but, you know, that's the thing that kills you here. You you know, just, just not a lot of scoring from Frank, from Mania. You kind of know that you're counting on Kuznard, Lawson, Key to, to kind of carry the way. And they combine for 32 points and, and, and that, that, that's what does it. But, I'm not hitting the panic button. I know a lot of people I saw online, social media and the forums and whatnot were already like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. You know, the, the, this is it with Frank. You know, it's the same old thing. There's plenty of basketball to be played. They may rebound tomorrow and and win. You know, when, we're, when I do the next podcast, we may be talking about a W. And... You know, the SEC slate, it starts off pretty brutal, but the guys usually get settled in and, and do pretty well in SEC play, usually. Uh, you're going to have to beat Clemson. You're going to have to not have any slip-ups. This was a game South Carolina did need to win, though. This would have been a, I, I don't want to say like a great win, but it would have been a very solid win to put on the resume. Now you got a 16-point loss at a neutral site to Liberty. And, you know, Liberty wouldn't even pick to win their conference. Uh, I don't think this is one of those losses where you look back at the end of the year and think that this costs you the tournament, but it doesn't help. The 16-point loss on a neutral site game doesn't help you. So uh, flush the loss. Let's get back to it. See what, See what the guys can do. Hopefully they win tomorrow. But the men go 0 to 2. The football team loses, you know, to Georgia at home, which I think most people expected. You look at the line of the game, you, you expected it. But then the men lose by 16. I was really excited for this game, and when it started, and just Liberty just did not stop with with hitting shots and just guys wide open. You know, the guys hustled. It's not. It wasn't a lack of effort by any stretch of the imagination. A guy's hustled, but you got to get more scoring. Kuznard, AJ, Key, you, these are your guys. You're counting on to score and they have to do it. And then you have to get some production from the bench. You know, so I thought, like I said, I thought seven, seventh seventh was played really well. You need more from TJ Moss, Trey Hannibal. They got to give you more. So, you know, not having the exhibition game, Martin kind of just went with this lineup. He, he's got to find the rotation. He's got to find the right rotation, the right guys to bring off the bench, the right starting five. We'll see how this goes. This team has plenty of talent. This team has plenty of talent. As I said, when I first started talking about the men's basketball team, you got Lawson, Mania, Key. These are guys that have been in your program, Kuznard, you know, had a really good year last year. These are guys that have been in the program. They'll rally together. They'll, they'll figure it out. But not a guy, ideal start for the basketball team. So, hopefully, going forward, they figure it out. So, now let's do move on to the women's basketball team that played today, and they played uh, South Dakota, and. This was a lot tighter than people expected, you know, with the women's basketball team used to them jumping out early and just just not letting up. Right. Especially when you win by 80 the other night. So they play South Dakota. This game was actually tied at halftime, 37, 37. And I remember seeing the score and I was like, what? And we were actually down in the third quarter, I think early third. But they ended up bouncing back in the third quarter, outscored South Dakota 31-11 to 11 in the third quarter. Now, South Dakota ended up outscoring them in the fourth quarter, cut into it. Because I looked at the score, South Carolina was up by 20 going into the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden, South Dakota cut it all the way to 10. And it's like, what is happening here? South Carolina was kind of bad from the free throw line early on. Um, ended up finishing sixteen of twenty-nine from the free throw line, fifty five percent, just just brutal. That's gotta be cleaned up. Um overall, South Carolina did shoot forty one percent, thirty of seventy two from the floor. South Dakota shot twenty nine of sixty seven. So actually shot better. And five of fourteen for three, It's okay, thirty five percent, where South Dakota went two of sixteen. That was your key right there. Uh South Carolina actually did out rebound them uh and the turnovers were pretty pretty close. Uh as you know, uh Cook finished with 19 points, Henderson finished with 19, both finished with 19 points. Uh Boston finished with 12 points. Uh, Saxton only with four. Beal with three. Uh looking just looking at the stats here. Uh you know It's just one of those games with the girls. We know what we have with them, right? They, I don't want to say they overlooked it. I don't like going into this thinking that they sleepwalked through the game and didn't take them seriously because I know they did. But, you know, you don't play your best game, but you come out of it, you know, on the road. You come out, you win by 10. You know, South Dakota isn't a bad team, but, we know the schedule is going to get a lot harder from here. We'll see how the girls put it together. Uh, not every game is going to be an eighty-point victory like the other night, uh, but South Carolina, the women, do win eighty-one uh, seventy-one. I mean, we'll see how this goes going forward with them. I don't see that. I don't see that factoring in with their number one ranking. So. So the men go zero and two for the day. The women win their basketball game. So yes, South Carolina football two and seven. The men on the men's basketball zero and one. Women's basketball two and zero. That's been our recap for Saturday, uh, Sunday. I know the men play. Uh, so like I said, we'll have another podcast. I'm thinking early next week we'll break down the rest of the men and the women's games. We'll set up Kentucky, we'll flush this Georgia game, and set up the Kentucky game, and uh, we'll go from there. I'm not really going to drag all these episodes out for an hour and all this stuff. I want it to be a quick kind of 20, 30-minute setup, and 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 that's where we wanna go. I want to go. And I want feedback from you guys. I understand this is going to be a low install base, a low listener count, but... This is how you start. got to start somewhere. So this is Gamecock Unlocked. I'm Tim Waters. Thank you for listening, guys, and we will catch you next time. Go Cocks.